Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central, the sickest New York Giants podcast on the planet. Welcome to episode 35. Going to be going over a little bit of logistics with the Giants free agency, what they can and can't do, as well as looking at some draft targets for them in the 2024 NFL draft class. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's going to be sick. All right, y'all. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, of course, is bringing you an offer that's going to help make the playoffs more electrifying than they have already been because new customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code six sports as again, new customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code six sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Or if you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. But with that out of the way, going to be going, like I said, in the Giants free agency. Uh, it, <laughs> it's gonna not, not going to be an exciting one, I don't think. So they're currently set to have around $27 million in cap space, which isn't bad until you realize that the draft takes around, I believe, anywhere from 9 to $10 million, depending on picks range and contracts and all that. So let's just say for now, they're going to have around $16, 17000000 I'll call it 17 flat. They, it, not a lot of money at all, especially when you consider some of the guys they have to resign, but they can make up some room. Uh, releasing Mark Lewinsky would save them around $5.6 Cutting Darren Waller would save them like, I think, $7 million-ish around that range, maybe a little more. I doubt the Giants cut him, though. Uh, Joe Shane said that basically the plan is for Waller to be back, and I don't blame them when Waller was on the field. He was a pretty pretty good difference maker. He's a very, very good player. Uh, some other smaller cuts I could see them beat make is like Aaron Robinson, uh, third-round pick from, I believe, two or three years ago. Had a decent rookie year in like the eight games he played, but just hasn't been on the field since. Had a really weird injury issue where he just – wasn't on the field and we were never really notified as to why uh getting rid of him would save around a million and obviously the Giants have plenty of depth at corner right now uh getting rid of Carlos Basham who the Giants traded for uh last offseason I believe would save a little under 1.5 million Basham didn't really do much for the team never really I can't even think of one play he had with them so if the Giants wanted to make some of these moves they could realistically have anywhere from 17 to 30 million in cap space, depending on obviously how they handle contracts. I think the only person that's like a guaranteed cut out of who I mentioned is, is Mark Lewinsky. He's set to have a cap hit of around 7 million this season and has honestly, in my opinion, been one of the worst starting guards in all of football. He's a good depth piece. Like if you have a guy that gets hurt and you need someone to plug in, Mark Lewinsky is your guy. But in terms of starters, no, uh, through 22 starts in the last two years, he's given up 11 sacks and 42 pressures. I believe even despite only starting in like six or eight games this year, Mark Lewinsky somehow still managed to be top five in sacks allowed for guards, which is just really bad. So not really any reasons to bring him back. It's not like he's young and is going to develop. He's 30, 31 years old, not 
you know, just not worth bringing back. It's not like Darren Waller where, yeah, he's been injured, but the upside is there. The upside is not there with Mark Lewinsky unless Carmen Brasillo is a miracle worker. Uh, as for potential options and free agency from other teams, probably going to have to wait a little bit on that because the Giants are going to have to focus on bringing guys like Xavier McKinney, Isaiah Simmons, and Saquon Barkley back. And a lot, these guys could cost a lot of the remaining cap that they have left. Personally, I would prioritize Xavier McKinney first. His range of money is probably going to be anywhere from 10 to 12 million, which is a lot. But for what is statistically one of, if I wouldn't say if not, one of the best coverage safeties in the NFL, losing that player would be a big hit to the defense. We saw last year how bad the defense looked with him gone when he had his ATV incident. So getting rid of him, in my opinion, doesn't make a lot of sense. I get Dane Belton has shown flashes, but is it really enough to take that big of a gamble when you already have like, hasn't made a Pro Bowl somehow, but a Pro Bowl level safety right there that it would just be silly to let him go. Uh, then there's Isaiah Simmons. He's a very good utility guy, probably deserves more snaps, but with the way O'Kara K and Bobby and Bobby and Micah McFadden have played this year, it was hard to really give him time in the field, but regardless, he's he looked great in coverage when he was at linebacker, was a great special teams guy, and just a good all-around uh, jack-of-all-trades kind of linebacker that really made a big difference for the Giants a lot. It, it's going to be tough. I, I I saw like sport spot rack. I think it's called had his value at like 13 million, which is like more than what Xavier McKinney's expected to get. So I, I'm not obviously going to go by that. I'd expect to get anywhere from like five to 7 million, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, he's a guy where I feel a lot more confident in the giants defense. If he's on the team, because if Micah McFadden is having a bad game, like he had this season, despite overall having a fine year for a fifth round pick Simmons can step in and do a lot of what Bobby O'Karake can not at the same level. Of course, because Bobby O'Karake was an all pro level linebacker, even though he somehow didn't make a pro bowl, but Isaiah Simmons is a very good player is a point I'm trying to get across losing him. Just a no go for me. But for Saquon Barkley, and I know a lot of people probably aren't going to like this, I'd be a little more hesitant to bring him back. We know the talent that Saquon Barkley is. We know the difference he can make on this team. However, <laughs> with the guys they need to bring back, potential options from other teams, and just the overall holes on this giant squad, does it really make sense to re-sign a 27-year-old linebacker to a potentially $13 million deal when we could have anywhere from when we could have as little as $17 million. Obviously, cap space isn't like as simple as that, but still the, the point is Saquon Barkley's 27 years old. That is the like prime for the decline of a running back. So to give him $13 million behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, how much better is your team going to get? We saw how Saquon did behind this offensive line. And if you spend all of your money to bring him back and you can't improve anywhere else, how much better is the team really going to get? I want to bring Saquon back. I love Saquon. I know a lot of people love Saquon. But at the end of the day, from a business point of view, bringing him back, on again, like a $13 million contract. Cause I, I'd say that's probably about what he's worth as a player would just be silly. If they can work out something to where it's like maybe a longer deal, but cheaper. Sure. But still he's 27 years old. And with all of the injuries he's had, 
how much longer of a prime does Saquon Barkley really have? We've seen him fight through injuries, but we've also seen him have down years because of injury, like the year after he tore his ACL. You could make that. I'm not going to say Devontae Booker was better because he definitely wasn't, but you could make the argument that Devontae Booker was a better running back that year. And then Saquon obviously came out and showed that he's still the top three guy in the league. But then look at this year where he wasn't. He was not a top three running back. As a talent, yeah, I will say that Saquon's one of the most talented players in the NFL. But if the production isn't there, who cares about the talent? The talent's not going to matter when you don't have anything around that talent because then you just have an unproductive player that's eating up a lot of your cap space, like Daniel Jones. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get, speaking of which, oh man, I looked at the giant salary cap sheet and Daniel Jones takes up like 20% <laughs> of their cap space next year. And that's really bad. That's like $42 million of a cap hit, I think. And boy, at least they can maybe get off of it next year without losing too much money, but we'll see. But for some options that I think the Giants could and maybe should target, we have uh, Andrus Pete, uh, Saints offensive lineman, uh, experience at both tackle and guard on the left side, of course, could be a potential avenue replacement. So basically, if I were the Giants and I brought Andrus Pete in, I'd start off, obviously, you play him at guard, probably, in my opinion, I'd put him next to Andrew Thomas, because you, if you can really bolster that left side of the line with a guy like Thomas Pete and then John Michael Schmitz, you can go from a wor- one of the worst to one of the best, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. He's not anything crazy. He's not bad, though, by any means. And uh, probably a relatively affordable option for an, just a versatile player. I like Andrew Speed a lot. I think I actually have an autographed card of him. Very good player. But I, I, I don't know. The Giants offensive line si- situation is so weird. And this free agency really doesn't help because the Giants need two guards and maybe a new right tackle. There aren't a lot of pure guards in this uh, free agency class other than Dalton Risner, who is next on my list here, who was linked to the Giants during the offseason. I believe they met but never worked out a deal. He ended up signing with the Vikings. And in 485 pass blocking snaps, he did not allow a single sack. That is the kind of guard the Giants need. Not Ben Bredesen, who I think is solid. Not Mark Lewinsky. Not Marcus McKeithen. Not whoever the hell they put out at guard this year. Dalton Risner is a kind of guy that they need and a player that out of everyone I'm going to list here is probably who I want the most because bringing in Dalton Risner, who from what I can, uh, what I have read and what I know of him, I don't think he has too many, too bad of an injury history. He's consistently been a good NFL offensive lineman. And with Carmen Brasillo, I think he fit great. And again, like with uh, Andrews Pete, he wouldn't cost much either. Like these aren't, there's going to be one expensive option who I'm going to talk about now, but the Giants can easily kind of do what they did the year they made the playoffs and the, even in this off season and sign a lot of bargain bin players who are low risk, high reward type. Uh, and up next, uh, we have Josh Allen, the Jaguars at rusher, not the quarterback. I know that he's probably going to make like a ridiculous amount and he deserves that, but the Jaguars have been kind of weird with how they've treated his contract and they don't have a lot of cap space and a lot of players to resign. So if they're dumb enough to let Josh Allen go and I'm Joe Shane and I see how unproductive the pass rush has been, despite all the investments, why not make one more investment and bring a pro bowl level guy in to play alongside, uh, cave Thibodeau that imagine a pass rushing trio of cave Thibodeau. Sorry about that. Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, 
Josh Allen. That has the potential to be one of the best in the league because the issue last year was these guys were great. I'm not saying Dexter Lawrence wasn't consistent. He was, but like Aziz Ojolari was inconsistent. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was inconsistent despite how good of a year he had. So if you bring a guy like Josh Allen, that is a consistent pass rusher. That is a very consistently good pass rusher. And he's another like guy, like jack of all trades kind of guy. Like he's not great in coverage, but he's not bad in coverage. He's not bad as a run stopper. He just, he'd bring a lot to the Giants defense to where I can look at that big price tag and be like, yeah, we don't need Saquon Barkley. Give me Josh Allen. I really just would much rather invest in a younger, better player at their position at a more important position than give a 27 year old running back the same kind of money. I think Josh Allen's going to get more than 13 mil, but still. Uh, and then the last, because again, a lot of positions the Giants need uh, aren't available in this year's uh, free agency class. We have Connor Williams from the Dolphins. The Dolphins are deep, deep in the negative cap space range. So it's pretty realistic that they aren't able to bring him back or they don't offer him the contract he wants. Connor Williams has been a great center the last two years, but before that he played guard and was always solid at guard. So with the way he's improved, if the Giants want to bring him in, and if he wants to play guard again, I'm all for it. Connor Williams is a great player. He didn't do great against Dexter Lawrence, but I mean, no center is going to. Like, <coughs> it's just the Giants need to figure out their offensive line this year. There's no more room for how bad it's been, especially if I'm what I'm going to get into it right now, if they draft a quarterback. But no more free agency. It's way too early. The only free agency move was Zach Ertz signing with the Lions, which is just the most hilarious form of ring chasing I think I've seen in any sport. It literally waited until the NFC Championship game and AFC Championship games were finalized to pick a team, which is just really funny. I doubt he plays much, though. On to the draft, though. The Giants have three picks in the top 50, I believe, that being their first and second round pick. And then the second round pick they got from the Seahawks in the Leonard Williams trade. Uh, at pick number six, I see a lot of people saying Malik Neighbors just because of the way the draft is probably going to fall. It's pretty much expected that both Drake May and Caleb Williams will be gone after one and two, regardless of if the Bears take uh, Caleb at one or if they trade away. Uh, and then after that, you have Marvin Harrison Jr., who is probably the best player in this draft class, but obviously quarterbacks are more important than receivers. Uh, and just a whole whole lot of mumbo-jumbo in this draft. I haven't dug too deep. I'm really waiting until I go back up to college and I'm settled up there to really get into all my draft stuff. Uh, but I've done a little bit of looking. Uh, the only guys that if the Giants took them at pick number six that I would be upset with, that I could say right now, like off of what I've seen, Brock Bowers, and it has nothing to do with his talent. Brock Bowers is an incredible tight end, an incredible player. But for fuck's sake, if the Giants take a tight end at six, that would be so bad. (laughs) That would be so fucking bad. And I don't even know what they do. Because, oh, cool, we have this generational talent of tight end, but we don't have someone to throw it to him. And we don't have a line to protect the quarterback that's going to throw it to him. Like, cool. It's just, it would be so silly to take him. Uh, And then an extra three quarterbacks who I'm not even going to say are bad players, but just guys I don't think are worth taking six. We have Bo Nix, who I just don't want, period. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., I'm going to say his name right this time. Uh, And J.J. McCarthy. I will say, if J.J. McCarthy falls to the second round and the Giants took him there, 
I'd be happy with that. That that's kind of like the plan I'm formulating in my head of what I would like the Giants to do. He's not the best prospect. I'm not going to say he's not even a good prospect. He's not the best prospect, but for how young he is, I believe he like just turned 20 or is like going to be barely 21 when he enters the NFL. One of the youngest guys in the draft and does have a lot of good traits for a quarterback. Uh, Not a lot, a few good traits for a quarterback that can be developed. And when you have a quarterbacks coach like Brian Dable, who made Tommy DeVito worthy of getting a shirt over, I think it's worth investing in someone like JJ McCarthy. Um, I expect the Giants to be active in trade talks, whether it be moving up to one for Caleb Williams, maybe moving up to two. I believe the Cardinals hold the second pick, and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't want, if they would rather trade down and get value and take maybe a Brock Bowers. Uh, but I could also see them taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, regardless, whether it be moving up or moving back into the first round to maybe take a J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix, um, they have the assets to do to do that. They have the second round pick this year. They have picks next year. They have players rarely get traded in the draft, but they have players. It's so weird. Like the difference between NFL and NBA trades. Uh, it's something, something I don't think I'll ever get over because players don't are like rarely traded for players in the NFL. It's something weird. Um, regardless, if the giants don't go quarterback or receiver with pick number six, I'd have to assume that the plan is to take uh, Joe all out of Notre Dame. And I'm not going to try and pronounce his first name because I know I'm not going to get it right. But I'll just say Fashanu out of Penn state, both great offensive tackles, two of the best players in the draft class. And if they did that, wanted to move Evan Neal to right guard. Imagine that. Imagine they come out next year. They sign like Dalton Risner and you have Andrew Thomas, Dalton Risner, John Michael Schmitz, Evan Neal at guard, who I've talked about it before, but with his traits and his issues at tackle of not being able to get off a line fast, his hand placement gets wide. If you move that inside, that could be a very good offensive guard, not to mention his size. Obviously, speed with pulling on a run block would be could be an issue, but with a guy like Carmen Brasillo, I think it could I think it could work out. But then you have John Michael Schmitz, Evan Neal, Joe All, or Fashadu. That has the potential to immediately go from one of the worst to a good offensive line right off rip. Uh, Joe Shane said that the plan right now is to build around Daniel Jones, but I don't believe anything he says in terms of like quarterback talk because we're not even to February yet. We're we're still two or three months away from the draft. Who knows what Joe Shane will want to do? Regardless, though, it's going to be an interesting offseason. A lot of moves need to be made. Hopefully, Joe Shane does the right thing. hes I'd say he's done a fine job. Obviously, things didn't go as planned this year. But really, aside from the Daniel Jones contract, which is bad. The Daniel Jones extension is bad. However, at least uh, Shane put it together to where the Giants can get off of it before it expires and not lose a lot of money. Like he put fail safes in that contract if Daniel Jones didn't pan out. It's uh, it could be like imagine being the Browns right now. You have Deshaun Watson, who is a horrible person. He's a horrible person and a horrible quarterback this year. And you gave him what is it, $250 million guaranteed? Something like that. It could be a lot worse, Giants fans. It could. They could have given Daniel Jones all that guaranteed money. And now and then be stuck with nothing. They'd have less cap space than they do this offseason and less cap space moving forward. It could be worse. I'm not excited about Daniel Jones potentially being my quarterback next year, but it could be worse. We have seen it be worse. 
we saw it get worse this year. We saw Tommy DeVito be our quarterback, even though he did win a few games. Regardless, so that's where I'm going to end things here. Thank you all so much for watching. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you're reminded every time we drop a new episode. Thank you all again, and I'll see you all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.